Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael, and I am with my friend Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hey, brother. I'm having a good time. I mean, I'm happy to be here with you all. Happy to be here with you. We're uh, we're in the studio. We had one session out, right? But now we're, we're back in after the new year, and uh, we're about to start a new sermon series. So it's a good time. We talked about habits and goals, and and now we're driving back into God's Word to to align ourselves with what uh, our pastors are preaching on the weekend. And it's going to be a little bit different for us. Um, we're changing the way pre-service is for this series. So we're not coming in with your observations or mine. I, I know I have them, and I've certainly seen yours. Right, I've, right. I've looked at your notes, and and uh, I'm impressed and enjoy them. Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. You, you, you always challenge me, and you encourage me with the things that that you literally bring to the table for us to talk about. But sometimes I feel like when we do that, it's just a bit of an information dump. Yeah. And so that may feel a little bit much to some of you. And so what we want to do is instead of bringing a lot of information to the table, we want to come and ask questions along the lines that the SOAP Bible study method Right. So there's, there's value sometimes in us sharing information we have and modeling that discussion of the observations. But there's also value sometimes in us having those questions and then being open-ended in hopes that it will encourage you to spend some time and look for your answer. So we don't want to always come in here and just overwhelm whatever the Lord might be saying to you and whatever you might find as you read Scripture with our observations, it's great to share them. And certainly we enjoy sharing them Absolutely. together. Yeah. But what we want to do right now in this series is we're looking to now start getting into what are some of the questions I would ask in any passage? And then also in this specific passage, what are some of the questions I would ask? So our hope is that for you, it will start to, if you've not done this before, we realize nobody was born knowing how to do Bible study, right? right? But applying some of that investigative method that you might use in other places to ask questions right here in your Bible study. So if you don't use the SOAP method, don't worry. The questions are applicable in whatever method you're using. But if you do, that's certainly what our pastors are leading us in. It's something that we're using in our body of believers. It's something that Michael and I use and and share between ourselves. So I think it's got good opportunity in this series. But you know what? We've talked about the series a lot, but we hadn't said what the series is. Right? Yeah, so our pastors are going to be preaching through the book of Hebrews for the next uh, several several weeks. And so our hope is that each week as we as we come to the table and talk through the passage that they're going to preach in the upcoming week in services, yep. that this will help prepare you for that. And so we want to encourage you at some point, whether it's right now with us through this podcast, to to find either a pen and some paper or get a computer or or later on. If you're driving down the road, maybe not the best time. Yeah, not to right do now. That. If you're listening on the <laughs> podcast, that, you might not want to do it right then. But if you're watching, you'll notice Michael and I always show up with electronic devices. There are times where I might take notes and, and you know on paper, and then there are times where I'll do it electronically. 
mainly so that I can share it with Michael or share it with my my wife or my kids. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are valuable ways to use those notes. But the point is taking those and and going through the practice of examining God's word and applying it, making some observations and finding application that's personal to you based on God's word. So it, it doesn't mean something different to everybody. It means what God says it means. But there are different things in your life you might be dealing with than Michael or I might be dealing with. So there might be a little bit different application. Yeah, there. yeah. So if if you're not familiar with the SOAP Bible Study Method, Kedev, and I know we've mentioned this several times even today, um, it's an acronym that stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And, and there might be another one. There might be an S at the end of that if you want to call it SOAPs. Uh, and I think there's value in that for sharing. Yeah. yeah, so Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer, and Sharing. As you're going through this Bible study method, uh, you want to, uh, you know, of course, spend time reading the scripture, read it through a couple of times, and then make some observations about the scripture. Just take a good look at that. Uh, we would encourage you to, to, to try and make some observations before you go and get books where other people share their observations. Write those yes. down or write those out uh, in your computer, however you do that. And then think through the application part. Now, for us in this podcast, we're going to spend most of our time talking about observations. And we hope to ask good questions yes. along the way. So as I said, we're going to be looking at the book of Hebrews. And tonight I want to read Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. And then we're going to make some observations about that. Let's do it. Hebrews 1 says, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. So Kevin, um, well, one of the basic fundamental, maybe foundation questions to ask when you're making observations mm -hmm. is what stands out? What grabs your attention? For example, one of the things that really stands out to me in this passage is the fact that God speaks. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who speaks. And that may sound really, really basic, but I think it's very important that we spend some time just meditating on that, that our God speaks. He doesn't have to, right? Right. And so what I would encourage you to do, what we would encourage you to do is as you're making notes, as you're making observations, is to maybe consider some of those ways that God spoke in the Old Testament. I'll give you two examples, Kevin, if you want to throw another in, you can. Yeah. Um, but considering the different ways that God speaks, he spoke through narrative, that's in story form. Yes. As you read through a book like Joshua or 1 Samuel. These Ezra. Are, or Ezra. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. These are narratives. These are story forms. But God, as we know in studying um, several of the Psalms, God also speaks in poetry. Um, so when God was inspiring the prophets and the writers of the Old Testament, he spoke in different ways to them. Yes. Yeah. And so, again, would encourage you to maybe write down what are those different ways. Well, and there's even more. In, when you talk about different ways, there's even more in that. There are times where he spoke through different means, not just not just the style of writing or the style of voice that the Lord used. Sometimes oh, good. Yeah. he spoke maybe through a different person. Sometimes he himself spoke 
you know, you can go back and look at Elijah when Elijah ran and, and he went into the mountains and he, it says that he found God in a particular way. You might want to go look at that passage and see he wouldn't have, he didn't have somebody come to him and talk to him and say, the Lord said so-and-so to me. He said that he found God in a particular place. There are other places, Balaam, right? Right. The Lord spoke to him through an animal. I would suggest it's one of my kids' favorite stories in the entire Bible, just because it's unique and it flips people out when they read that. So that's numbers and, and we'll have to maybe put that down in the bottom third of where that passage is. But, but looking back in the Old Testament and saying, how did God speak? How is it different? And it could be he spoke in narratives. He, he delivered his message through poetry. And maybe he delivered it through different people in different means. Yeah. So make, make some lists. And it's important to take your time to do these kinds of things as you're making observations. But then there's a transition in the passage. Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, so you see there is a transition from mm. how he spoke to these last days. And what does the scripture say there? And why is that important? So we can see that he spoke to us by his son. So, so when I'm reading along and I come to a place where it says, but are you saying that there's some kind of transition? There, there is a, there is a change. And I, I might want to consider what's that transition and why was it in here? What does it contrast? What went before and what came after? It, or am I reading too much into that? No, Maybe no, I think you're doing, I think you're, I think you're doing the right thing as, as I'm exploring this. I think that it's important to see that as a transition, we're moving another direction. So we were going this way with the passage, considering how God spoke. And then there's a change. But then there's a change right here. And we see that he spoke through his son. And that and, can be a good place for us to ask a question. Why the change? What is the result of the change, right? What does it mean to me? Well, you might even ask, did it do away with what happened in the first place or something? Right. So we see that God spoke in, in a variety of ways. We see that he's now speaking in a different way. And then the passage talks about the son, talks about Jesus. So as I just read that scripture, uh, it says that he spoke to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. So he's appointed him to be something through him. Also, he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can continue to read that and make observations about that. Now, you know, one thing when I get into something like this, Michael, that I like to do when I'm going through here, and I know we, we were talking about it's good to start off asking questions, right? I, I don't necessarily want to read another book or, or go see what somebody else says. Sometimes I just want to ask a question and hopefully that drives me deeper into understanding that passage and considering things. But in some of these places where like in verse two, I see that it just makes certain statements mm. about him. I might want to consider in my Bible, whether I've got a physical page flipping Bible or whether I've got an electronic version, there are little notes at times, little letters and numbers that might direct me back to a different passage. And so as I'm asking questions, I might want to ask myself, Based on what? Why does God have the author make a certain statement? Where does that come from? And I might find that sometimes those statements are literally quotes from other Bible passages so that God is referencing something he said before. But that's a kind of question you can also ask yourself is, 
How does he know? How does the person who's writing this know that that's a thing that God has said? Yeah. And I might find myself going back into the Bible where the Bible clarifies what is being said here. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So, for example, it says here that through whom also he created the world. So I have to take from this that God created the world through Jesus. And it says something else about Jesus and creation a little bit later in that. So are there other places in the Bible that support that? Are there other places in the Bible that bring clarity to that? Uh, Yeah. So look at those footnotes. Yeah. Have a study Bible. Look at some of the other references. It can be very valuable and you don't have to spend any extra money. It's just the time to actually dig in and look there. And that's, that's what we're hopefully uh, encouraging. uh, And Kevin, it's so helpful for me as I do that very thing, as I look at the notes that I've taken here and do that very thing. It's so helpful to me when I come to worship on Sunday. And I I typically worship on Sunday. Maybe you worship on Saturday. doesn't really matter what campus you worship at or which service you attend. It's the same everywhere, depending on who's preaching. That doesn't matter either. Right. It's all the same. So when, when I've spent some time reading and making observations about the passage, when our pastors begin to preach on how Jesus was a part of creating the world, that impacts me in a way that it wouldn't had I not spent time. If I'd not gone back and read one of the other passages that talks more about maybe how Jesus was present during creation or what creation depends on Jesus or, or if I hadn't spent time reading those other passages, I'm with you, man. It, Certainly the message is there and and I get something from it. But that recognition that God's word is fully invested, it's fully self-referential. It references itself because everything God says is true. And I can dig as deeply as I want to. I'm never going to find anything that's not. But when I have gone beyond just scratching the surface and, and dug down and found some of those other nuggets that I say, you know what? I'd forgotten that this was true about Jesus. I hear that in the sermon. I'm like, oh man, that is awesome. Cause yeah. I remember two or three other passages and uh, it, it is, it's very fulfilling and satisfying to know I'll never outgrow God. I'll never dig deeper and find, oh, there's nothing there. He's always consistent with what he says, but you had a pastor. You wanted to go back. Yeah, to no, him. no, that's good. That's good. So, um, I don't want to know. So helpful, so encouraging. Well, you know, as I'm as I'm reading this, and as we're coming to the end of our time, um, looking at verse three and four, um, as I read in the ESV translation, as I read through verse three, there's a period about halfway through that verse. uh, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. period. Period. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, comma, verse four, sentence continues. Yeah. I think that's interesting, personally, that, uh, that, the, that the verse doesn't start right at the beginning of the sentence. I know, it's confusing sometimes. It's not even at the beginning of a thought. No, no. You know, he's, he's, he's shifted again. So he said some things in verses two and three about Jesus, talking about creation, et cetera, imprint of his nature. And then after making purification for sins... He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, comma, having become as much superior to angels. Now we were talking about angels. Are you saying that when God inspired Hebrews, 
He inspired this. He inspired half a verse and then the other half a verse with, <laughs> with the verse number in the middle. I don't think that's exactly what I, I'm saying. I didn't I, think it was. I'm not exactly sure what I'm saying, to be honest with but you. But it is I interesting that it's broken there. That yes. it is broken there. It is broken as, there. And as it, the verses were. And it's in the middle of a thought, yeah, right? It it's, is. It's, and it's also it's in, in, in the middle of a sermon series. Uh, and here is where we're going to end. We come to the end. The, the first and pick up again next week as our, as our pastors are going to be ending around, around verse three and verse four. And hopefully that part is encouraging to you. You know, anytime we start a book that's, that's big like Hebrews and, and has a lot to it, that can be dawning. And we realize that. And hopefully realizing that this is broken down into smaller chunks, something, just a few verses in this case, there are going to be some that are bigger and some that are smaller, but hopefully that's encouraging to you to, to invest in this. Hopefully so. And we do hope that you're going to be a part of worship this weekend at one of our services, whether it's at one of our campuses in person, Saturday or Sunday, or online on Sunday morning, check out this passage before the weekend gets here. Please spend some time. It's going to make a major difference in your worship experience this weekend. Yeah. And that application you're doing, hopefully, will be a blessing to you after you hear that message. Kevin, man, this has been fun. I've enjoyed it. I'm brother. looking forward to spending a lot of time. I feel like we ran through this pretty quick. We did. Um, there's, there's a lot so to this. much here. And to the Bible study method we're talking about, too. Oh, there's yeah. a lot in that, and we realize it. But thank you for spending time with us. Spend time with the Lord and His Word this week, and uh, enjoy it. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.